with a record of 29 wins, no losses. He has 22 wins coming by way of knockout. The reigning, defending, undefeated, Oh, let's get into it today. We've got a good one for you too. The Punch Podcast, episode 12 with Jabin. And a huge thanks to anyone that's reviewed or left comments on anywhere that you do get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify or anywhere else. That does go a long way for us. So a big thanks to you. Today's episode looking really, really good. I can't wait to get him on. Liam Wilson, one of the stars, one of the prospects of Australian boxing he is the next to headline a No Limit Boxing Presents card, June 29, Brisbane Convention Centre. Now, Foxtel KO, you will see it on there. If you want to go, head to nolimitboxing.com.au. All your ticket information is there, but here he is. Let's roll out the red carpet. Bring him in, Liam Wilson. Hello. Welcome to the Punch Podcast. How you going, mate? Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, because we're only a few weeks away now, not long, until you're headlining your first No Limit card, which is exciting. How are you feeling? Only, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting damn close. It's just over two weeks away. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's getting really close now. Um, sort of finishing the final touches in training camp. Yeah, I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling I'm feeling in great shape. I've put in the hard work and, you know, it's still any showtime. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be another test. He's a dangerous fighter. And I'm just excited to perform in front of not only my home state, but my hometown, Brisbane. And I put a good fight for the Australian public. And we have no doubt that's what's going to happen. That's what you usually do. So run me through this. You're four or five weeks out of your preparation. Showtime's coming up. What does the final weeks look like for you? Four to six weeks out. I'm just sort of building that base, building the engine, making sure people come fight night. But at the same time, um, you know, correcting the things I need to do and sharpening up on my skills. So I've got a basis to cover. Um, fitness, skill, making sure the farm's up to scratch and, you know, like getting all the work in and covering all the things I need to do so that when fight time comes around that I'm, I'm well prepared. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. I really am. Like it's, I think after the, the nine of the first fight, mm. you know, come back in that rematch and obviously here I am now, really has made me a true professional and I'm, I'm just enjoying boxing a lot more. Like it's just, it just feels like a new me. Do you know what? And I reckon I might be almost alone in these comments, but I am one of the few that believe this to be true. I don't believe that having an L on your resume is such a bad thing. I think you actually really need to kind of have a dabble. Just have one, just so you see the other side, and that'll let you progress further to take one step back, to take 10 steps forward. That's the way I sort of see it. I don't know if, for you, that yeah, was the case. No, 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 that was the case. It definitely was the case. I think, you know, there is some fighters that are undefeated, and there's some fighters that I do agree with that have to actually experience that. You know, like, unfortunately, I mean, I just, I, I got to where I was, but just doing what I was doing. You know, come in, knocking people over. You know, I had no diet. I didn't really, I was always, I'd always train 100%, but in my own personal life, I was probably not the most professional in some instances. So, you know, in my case, I had to go through it, and um, I'm so grateful for it. How do you go making weight? Is that a struggle for you, or are you normally under? Is that's all fine, or do you have to actually yeah. think about that? Or obviously, Joy Nona uh, completely yeah. blew it out last fight, so we know that yeah, you were yeah. fine. But yeah. for you personally, do you find you have to cut a lot last minute, or, or what do you want? It's pretty strange, hey. Like, like I said, like if it's all comes down to me professional, like as at the end of my amateur days, I was fighting at welterweight for sixty-four kilos, and I was cutting from. 67, 68. Yeah, I was walking around so heavy then, and now I wouldn't even dare get up to that weight again. Even for the night of the first fight, I had to cut a lot of weight, and that's what took it out of me. Like, with the fight, obviously, I had to lose heaps of fluid, and uh, in the fight, you could sort of see that it took a toll. Like, my punch resistance wasn't there. That definitely showed with my, um, you know, 
I went down quite easy. So I had to go back to the table. And that's tied up a few things. Like now, in terms of making weight, I'm not even bullshitting you on this one. Through this camp, I've seen like my weight on the scales and I could make featherweight. Yeah, right. I could. The only reason I probably wouldn't is just because of where I'm based as, as a featherweight and how, yeah. you know, it's probably a bit riskier tri- risky try, something like that. That is a big thing. Like, if I was a trial at me, I might create it's probably a bit risky. I don't want to try it and fight a bum. I mean, I'm on a, I'm on a pretty steep path at the moment. So, I mean, I would, but it's just mm. the fact that we're out of position at the moment, so it doesn't make sense. Definitely not out of the question, man. Like, I died before the rematch, in the rematch camp. Yeah. I died man and just changed my body. Like I, I, I even after the after the I had two months break after it, and I just couldn't really get heavy again. It really did change my body. Yeah, I've seen some of the fights. Obviously, Devin Haney when he was out here for Cambosis, he had like full blown nutritionists left, right, and center, and everything was just completely yeah. under the microscope. And as you saw, they came in. Well, he did just under, and, and George obviously just over, and had to go for a jog. But yeah, I guess that's how close it can come down for some people. So better for you that you do it quite easily, and uh, that makes it a lot better. But I think now you're really starting to make some moves, which is great. You're headlining your first card, like I said, and it looks like for you. You've obviously had a conversation with your team. I want to take you back to the, the first uh, oppressor for this one where you uh, had this to say. It's a tough fight. I think me and my team have identified that I need to take these hard fights to be able to perform. I need my instincts to kick in. I need to feel threatened. I need to feel fear. And um, that'll make me perform to the best of my abilities. And this guy has that. He has the X factor. He's a big puncher. And um, I'm excited to see what he has to offer. And I'm excited to show him what this Australian can bring as well. Yeah, so Mateus Ruida, you're not far away from facing him, but it looks like you've really just gone up a gear to try and find those fights that are going to matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's not just the fights, it's even in, in the gym and the sparring stuff. Like, it's, it's something that we really have identified. If I fight someone or even spar somebody of a lower opposition or a lower skill set, I, I, for some reason, tend to drop down to their level. So, for us, um, it just doesn't make sense for us to really fight the easy. Well, I wouldn't just say easy fights, but just scrappy or lower, lower level of opponents. So for me, unfortunately, it looks like it's just the hard challenges. And um, you know, I'm, I take pride in that as well. You know, I don't, I, I, now that I've lost, I don't care about losing. You know, I don't play on losing, but mm. you know, it comes with the territory. Yeah, we take these hard fights. I do believe it makes me perform. It makes me on edge through training camps. It makes me just. I mean, I'm always like I, like I said, I'm always committed in the sense of training hard, but. Um, you know, this just gives me an extra drive and motivation to just really get better as a fighter as well. Does it give you incentives to obviously go and do this at that level when you go watch, say, Cambosis down there? I saw you're in the crowd. When you're watching that and seeing what someone who you've been friends with or known at least for a very, very long time, achieving that, and you know how close you are to getting that, you just need a couple more scalps before those opportunities are yours too. Is that something that drives you? Yeah, absolutely. Like him, him doing what he did with Tiff Hemo and being able to witness the Kevin Haney fight, seeing Jeff on meet Pacquiao, it, it really is motivating because I do believe I am on that level. I do believe I'm at that sort of cover of, of a fighter. And I think that, you know, given the opportunity, I will be able to do the exact same thing that I've done. But um, I just need to make sure I'm, well, you know, best prepared when I get there. And, um, you know, I, I think taking these hard fights now is going to result in that. So, you know, I'm happy to put in the hard yards now for when that time does come. But, yeah, it is, it is a big, I wouldn't say incentive, but it's a big, it's an eye-opener into the fact that it can happen. And if you apply yourself, you know, hard work will pay off. And, you know, that's what I'm doing. And, and like, yeah, I, I don't doubt my ability. I think I can definitely do it. Mm. Like, if the opportunity came tomorrow and it all makes sense, I'd fight any of the current world champions. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling out 
all the world being together. Did I just hear you say, Shakur Stevenson, get here now. You're, you, I'll clean you up. Oh, That's what I heard. I said it without saying it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, you know what I mean, mate. It's hard to knock back opportunities. You know, and I'm, I'm all about that. Challenges, opportunities. And this is plain and simple. Like, I love fighting. I really just love fighting, to be honest. And um, all this, like, no, this is myself. If you put me in the room with anybody, I'm not going to sit in a show and hide up and curl up in a ball and cry. I'm going to sit there and fight whether I get beat up or not. And, you know, I always yeah. go hard no matter what. And, you know, I think it's going to always back myself for that way. How long have you been doing it for? Because I saw you posted that photo the other week with Jeff Horn and Cambosis. I think it might have been in Russia and you guys would have been like 11 or 12 or something like that. Is that how long you guys have been around each other? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's, when I was young, so there's, like, obviously there's been a few amateurs that have stuck to it. But, yeah, it's true. Like, the cream rods to the top, I think. Mm. The ones that were going to make it suck around. The ones that didn't, they're long gone. So there's only a handful of us left. Um, it's been a long time. Like, that, was, that trip was in 2010, 12 years. So... I was 14 on that trip. George would have been 15 or 16, I believe, and Jeff would have been close to 20. It was all our first trip over, overseas, and yeah, we went to Russia. It was at the top of Russia, the place called Komsomosk. It's crazy the thing that time goes on, and you know, two world champions come out of it. It's very motivating, and just, I just feel privileged to even, you know, be in the same, you know, to be tied to those two as well, because, you know, I look up to them. Yeah. So they're, they're inspirational to me to, you know, me go, on the, go and travel with them across the world and fight. And then see my two fellow friends become world champions. It's, it's amazing and credit to them. Well, fingers crossed you're the next one to get those straps. We'd love to see you with a world title. But Mateus Ruida, he is your next guy you need to face. He's got an 80% KO ratio, which is insane. But hey, we've got the Aussie KO king. Yeah, that's right. And that's what I have to hopefully show him that. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no, like I'm showing sure very good. I, I, I do like the fact that he's a big puncher because, like I said, I need that. I need that sort of fear to kick in to be able to perform, and that's the X factor that he has. Is he's a big puncher, he's a world title challenger. Obviously, lost that, but you know, like that's boxing for you. But he's he's a dangerous opponent. I feel like I've been wanting to show like, in the last night I fight, I showed my boxing abilities, and you know, I'm, I'm, I am far superior than most fighters here with my boxing abilities. And I feel like when I box, my power comes with it. Yeah. Prior to that, I was trying to walk through guys and just rely on power, and I was I wasn't really separating myself to any of the other fighters in Australia. Everyone can sort of get in there and brawl and bang, but that's not separating you from anybody. So I want to go back and, like I did in the last fight, and just showcase my boxing abilities a bit more. And I think his style is going to allow me to do that. Like he's basic, and I take nothing away from him. He does the basics very well, and obviously his X factor is, and the thing that he banks on is his power. It's going to be exciting. You know, I don't know how it goes. I obviously come to fight, and I do know I get dragged into a fight as well. So I don't plan on doing that. I plan on winning uh, decisively convincingly <laughs> and in good fashion. However that is, I'm not too sure. You know, like, I'm going to see what version of him comes out too. You know, it's always easy for me to say what I want to do someone do that, but yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you've got to defend like, against, right? Or, or, yeah, or counter right. or offense and is like, the best defense. <laughs> Just keep punching. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and that's like, you know, you're playing a change when you get punched in the face. And, yeah. you know, I hope that, hope that doesn't happen, but, you know, unfortunately it does happen. So, it can happen, I should say. So that's what a good hard training camp's for. Make sure we knuckle, uh, you know, hit all these things on the head and, you know, just stick to a very strict training regime and stick to a game plan and hopefully implement, implement the game plan on fight night. How's that left hook feeling in advance? Is it cocked, loaded, ready to go? Oh, yeah, she's warming up. She's warming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I make sure it's rested very well tonight. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just uh-huh. you're only creaming one arm. You just just go for a walk with one little uh, one little dumbbell yeah, in it yeah. just to make sure that left's yeah. uh, ready, ready, primed and uh, oiled and uh, is ready to go. Oh, mate, definitely. I'll make sure it's uh, fine-tuned on fly night. But um, no, it's doing good, man. Like, it's, 
I don't want to get too reliant on that either. I don't want people to think I've just got left hook as well. So. Yeah. But I mean, I can't help but uh, you know, I do have obviously have a good everything from my left side, whether it be a left body or left rip or left body shot, left hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to understand to have good power on that side. So it's not something I go looking for. It's just. Unfortunately, yeah. something I've had with just, young kids. So. I'm sadly blessed with a left hook from hell. Right. I actually think the good thing is about when you do have, I guess, a power shot that is quite known, they'll train nonstop against that. And then you, in the meantime, go work on something else and surprise, bang, 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 and you've got a bag. So it's sort of got a bit of a, I guess, a plus side to having something that's so dominant. Yeah, definitely. I always think, like, even if they're watching it for left hand, I know with Southwood, it works very well. I can sort of them with the right hand, and if they're not careful enough, I can I can throw that hard as well. So I was going to see I can tease them with the right, and then set them up for the left, or you know vice versa. But um, you know, it's definitely not the only thing for Arsenal, and you know I, I, do, I do plan on showing it in my fights, but like you know, but, you know when the left hook lands, it can get rid of them. So I don't want to bank on the one thing. I want to showcase my skills in this fight. Absolutely, and where whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and you know the country's behind um, you, and like I saw in the um, the press conference, the most recent one where George Rose was like, "Remember this name, because those that don't will know it." Liam Wilson, I think he repeated himself three times. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean we're across it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, and I'm, I feel so privileged to be like you know fighting and um, being a main event in my hometown Brisbane and everyone coming out to support me. I have um, helped build the shows for many fighters, cards, fighters, some of the best athletes. You name it, and um, I've been doing this since I turned pro. I think my third fight was in the Monday Ingress Horn co-man event, and it sort of started from there. And, you know, I felt so privileged at that time just being able to be a co-man event, and now to be able to, do, to be the main event, I feel so amazing, and I feel so blessed to have the, the best promoter behind me, and they believe me, and that's the icing on the cake for me. They were the platform, and all I have to do is perform. So I've been putting in hard work, and you know, I don't want to let them down either. Yeah. I want to show them in a show that there's going to be another world champion to come out of here and I'm uh, one of the best players to come out of the show. It's up to me to perform and to show the world in the country that I have the skill to do that. So after this next fight, are you mapping out a future plan? Are you looking where you kind of want to be in the next the next 6 to 12, I guess the fight after this? Uh, are you eyeing anything it, off, it, any one-off? Um, I'm not too sure. Like We've had a bit of talk with my manager, Steve Stanley, and we said, well, if nothing's in writing. It's just kind of, don't forget, this is this, this will be my, my 12th fight. So it's still very early days. Unfortunately, yeah. this progress very fast, and I'm, I've got a good ranking, and I'm up in the ladder. So I've got to take the next moves carefully. But see, every move I make now has to be very calculated because it's still early days. I am very confident in my abilities, but I just have to pick the right fights. Um, I'm not sure sure what's planned. I know we... Well, if we win this fight, we'll be, we'll be number two in the WBO. I'm pretty sure that's what we've been told. Mm-hmm. So number two is not far from number one. Mm. And I think it could be a potential world title in there with Archie Sharp from England. Potential. But yeah, I can't really say too much because I'm not too sure. Like, yeah. I'm not, yeah, it's something we don't want to sit about and talk. But yeah, like either way, it's not too far away. It's not too far away from you know, world title yeah. fight. But for me, me as a person, the next six to 12 months, I'll win this fight. Have a little, little break and probably get over to America and get some training in. And you know, I thought I should have been over a while ago. Well, I wouldn't say learning from the best, but you know, yeah, in, in a sense, yeah, learning yeah. what they have. You know, yeah, learning something different as well too. Yeah, I want to learn something different. Yeah. And um, my trainers are open to that. They're not one-sided. They're very open-minded, and that I guess they come with me. And I want to just see what it's all about. I want to go there just with a, a suitcase and walk into a gym and just spar, 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 spar. 
I've seen and movies that think, start like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I to, what I see in the movies is what I want to do. <laughs> I don't mean, uh, just go in there, don't know anyone. And like I've heard it gets pretty heaps of sparring over there. And I tend to, you know, my sparring at home and just wherever I go, is I treat every spar like a fight. I've tried to tone down a bit like lately, just so I can work with my sparring partners and make it like a working relationship rather than just a fight every time we go there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always go full steam ahead. Well, you've got a uh, domestic challenger who's been floating around. I've got some audio here on main event the other night. Paul yeah. Fleming had a little bit to say about you. Let's take a listen. He keeps saying he's the best featherweight in the country. That's the thing. He keeps saying he's the best super featherweight. Everyone knows I'm the best super featherweight. So I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the best super featherweight. I'm the most well-known. I'm, the, I'm the, one of the most exciting fighters in Australia. And, you know, if he wants it, he can come get it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, my thoughts on him. <laughs> Well, I say I'm the best featherweight because I'm the best featherweight. Look at the rankings. You know, it's funny. He keeps going on about, show me the money. Yeah, but what exactly are we paying for? <laughs> You're lower ranked than me. Well, there's an A like, side for a reason, isn't there? Yeah, like, I mean, well, can you explain that one to the public? He, I mean, I have so much to say because I feel like he's a forward of boxing. He's been boxing as a pro for more than 10 years. He's only had two real fights in his whole professional career. 28 fights, he's had two like proper fights. One he nearly got sick quit in with Bruno and one he, well, arguably may have lost. So... You know, the other 26 fights he's fought are against the Uber drivers in my area. You know, if I'm the guy to test him, I'm more than happy to, and I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to shut him up if it happens. Well, fingers crossed one day we can see that happen, because I, for one, would love to see it. So the next time we're going to see you is June 29 in Brisbane Convention Centre, which ain't far away, Mateus Ruida, who is 37 fights. So he's definitely uh, got some Ks in the ring. So you've got it against you, but we know you've got your skills and your ability and the country behind you too, because he's not from our shores. So um, look, all the best for that, Liam Wilson. I really appreciate your time and it's been really good to chat, get to learn a little bit more about you and what you got planned. And we look forward to following it along the way and watching you knock them over one by one. Man, thank you so much. And for everyone that's listening, yeah, I hope you all tune in. Um, I always come to fight and I want to be one of the show's best fighters and you know I think every performance I put on I always fight for the fans and for myself and I take a lot of pride in that so make sure you all tune in and get behind me and yeah thank you so much well, it's all on Fox Sports you yeah, jump yeah, on Fox, there and watch oh, it June 29th all you have to do is get comfy in your chair and maybe some popcorn <laughs> and relax sit back relax and watch him just go ham sandwich. Yeah, pretty well. Well, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast. I might let you actually get back to your family. <laughs> oh, my missus just messaged me. Wait, where are you? <laughs> I'm like, uh, podcast, bro. Yeah. I'm appreciative of where your priorities lie, mate, so thanks. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that is going to wrap up the Punch Podcast for today. Huge thanks to Liam Wilson. You can check him out on Instagram, LiamJWilson22, at the No Limit Boxing Instagram as well, plus online. The guys are doing great things in the sport, so good to get behind and amazing to get his time today. A future world champ on the podcast today. Until next time, my name is Jabin, and this is the Punch Podcast. <laughs>